0: What's up everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Business Choreography Podcast and today we are talking about marketing and business 101. We are digging into the numbers and we are going to get rid of all of the the craziness that happens when you start to deal with the numbers and we'll be chatting about that on the podcast today. So I'll cue the intro and then we'll jump in.
1: Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast.
0: What's up, guys? Uh, I forgot to say in the intro it's a dual episode. Michael didn't <laughs> watch on the screen for the for the intro, I guess. So I just did the intro, but we're we're both on this episode today. Awesome. Uh, good. All right. Well, let's dig in. Today we are talking about. Uh, marketing and business one-on-one. Uh, we are going through a framework that we have uh, that is called the heart of marketing. And it really clarifies all of the crazy numbers uh, that that you have when you start to deal with business and you start to deal with the marketing. And so we just wanted to clarify that. we We put this together because we were confused right? We, we were confused with all of the, the different things that are happening. And so uh, Michael is the king of creating frameworks. And so Michael uh, put this together after we gathered all of the information and learned it and, and started utilizing it. And, and here it is. And so we're excited to present it to you. And um, if you are listening, we do have a, a YouTube channel where you can go and watch it. And you can actually see the framework, but uh, you can also... Hear it as well, and, and you should be able to understand everything that's happening, but that's just a bonus. You get to see what's happening. All right. Michael, you want to jump in?
1: We dig this framework, man. This is super fun. This is, uh, we call it the heart of marketing, and, uh, it's, it's pretty clever. And for those of you listening, it's a great, uh, framework in the shape of a heart. It'll help you remember it. So if you're, if you're out there listening, just Imagine a heart <laughs> and we'll describe it through. Let me add it to the screen here and we'll jump in. The heart of marketing is a combination of a few things. And the first number we have to know is what it cost costs you to attain a customer. We call that CAC. That's pretty common. Uh, we don't call it that. Everybody calls it that. That's um, like you always see that CAC. Now right? you've heard CAC or you've seen CAC. That's what it is. It's, it's the cost, for
0: customer acquisition cost,
1: customer acquisition. It's the cost that it, it takes to buy a customer. And you might be thinking to yourself, what Michael, you're crazy. I have to buy a customer. I thought if I just built it, they would come and start buying. I thought if I just like put a sign out, then everybody would come and buy my thing. Well, you know, It costs something to buy the sign. And so even in that example, there was some cost to it. In fact, there's always a cost to attain a customer. Your customer acquisition cost is important. It's important for you to know. It's important for you to figure out. And it's important for you to keep an eye on through the entire journey that you will be on in your marketing, in your business, in your exit when you have somebody come to buy your business, they're going to want to know how much it costs you to attain a customer. And that's huge. So we can calculate that by all of the different things that go into getting that customer? Are there advertising costs that go into getting that customer? Was there graphic design? You can throw all that stuff in. Do you have to create the ad? Somebody had to have the creative ability to put in. Did you have to get a copywriter? Or were you able to write the copy yourself? All of those costs get put in. Customer acquisition cost. This is a big deal and we want to know what those costs are. Now, some people, depending on how stringent they are on these costs will add in everything, right? Everything that it costs to get that customer. So you have to kind of consider that. But for sure, you've got to add in the ad costs. You've got to add in the uh, cost of creating the advertisement or whatever it is. It could be a Dream 100 campaign that costs you money to get one of your Dream 100 um colleagues that's going to promote your customer. And a lot of people say, well, Dream 100 stuff is free. And and that's a nice concept. But in many instances, it takes some effort and some work to get those. And so it might be less than advertising, might cost you a little less to do that, but it still might cost you something. And so you have to consider that. Uh, A lot of people go as far as including the uh, cost of the funnel. Or the cost to, uh, get the domain and have that money. Yeah, maybe some software that runs it. You know, there's a lot of different calculations. Some people wash those into general expenses for the business. That's up for you to decide. And generally speaking, uh, the better you understand and know how much it costs to get that customer, that's, that's probably a good idea. Now, if there's some argument about whether you should add in all those costs or whether you should attribute those costs to other expenses. And honestly, we could go around in circles talking about that for a couple of hours. So we're yeah, not. I
0: think when, when you look it up and you look up all of the different definitions of, of CAC and how to calculate it, um, trust me, I've done it, right? I am that person that goes and, okay, let me, let me research this. What is everybody saying? It's different on, it, on every site, right? It's different on how people are calculating that. And so really you have to come up with what are you going to count as your, your costs, right? And what are you going to say that is? And then you be consistent from there because then you have consistency in what your CAC is. If you're changing it all the time, then you're going to have a lot of issues, right? Um, But I think generally we like to to put as much into that CAC as possible because then you really have an understanding of how much it, it, it takes to acquire that customer.
1: Now, this is a big deal because once you understand the cost to attain that customer, now you can start to look at how much you can spend in the future to get future customers. Now that's an interesting idea, right? But let's think about that for a second. If you're watching and seeing the screen, there's a little bit of a worksheet there. It's pretty straightforward. It's nothing that isn't common in the marketing world, right? But maybe you don't know a ton about marketing. And so here it is, plain and simple, written out just for you to see your first thing that you do. Maybe you spent $50 on an ad, maybe to get that customer. And so now you're down your negative $50, but they come in and they purchase a $7 lead magnet. Okay, cool. Now we've got $7 back in the bank to counteract that $50 that it cost me to get that one customer. Great. But maybe you have a funnel. And on that $7 offer, on the next thing they purchase a $49 Upgrade. Maybe they bought a course or something that was an upsell from that $7 entrance point. Now the $7 combined, now you're positive. Okay, cool. And now maybe you have another upsell on the back end of that funnel. This is just an example. And whether you do funnels electronically online or whether you have a funnel that is a little bit more, uh, brick and mortar style, right? You don't have to have it online, although in this day and age, you should probably have everything online oh, I in addition to your stuff if you are brick and mortar. Uh, but the idea here is that that third upsell might bring in, let's say, 249. So now you're really in the green. And that's just the first purchase, but you've paid for your ad spend, and that's good. Now, a lot of people will, uh, especially in the marketing world, they'll talk about building a funnel that's break-even, meaning by the end of the day, if they broke even to get that customer, that's a winning funnel. You might think to yourself, are you kidding me? Breaking even is a win? Yes, absolutely. Because if you don't have something else that they can purchase or that might take them further down their journey, ascension as it were, then you're missing out. You need to have your other products and services or collaborations that can allow you to monetize your customers once you attain them, but you had to pay something to attain them. And so it might actually, uh, be a whole funnel that just breaks even. And you've seen these before. They're, they're run by some of the best and biggest in the, uh, in the business world. You might have seen a Tony Robbins funnel or you might have seen a Dean Graziosi funnel. And in many instances, those funnels are break even all the way. They're just trying to get you in so that you'll buy something else later on in their value ladder, and that's totally cool. So we're looking at break-even sales there, and then if you look, that's uh number three is the break-even sales. And once we break even, now we're loving life. What can we sell them to figure out what our lifetime value is. Now, if you have an extensive value ladder, then great. You might have some things that you're going to sell them in your core offer or maybe later on in your high ticket offers or maybe they'll even go back and buy some of your early offers where you can earn some money from them now that they are your customer and you own them. They're on your list. But ultimately, that leads us to the next thing. And you notice, if you're watching uh, the video, if you're not, I'll explain it. On the, on the heart, you've got three uh, letters, LTV, and they're on each point of the heart, right? On the two top parts, on the round part of the heart, there's an LTV and an LTV. And on the bottom on the point, there's an LTV. Now, why? There's a reason for that. And we'll talk about that in a second. So let me just explain LTV. LTV is not a acronym that we love too much, but we use it because it's common in the marketplace and it stands for lifetime value. I want to talk about that a little bit more, Lex.
0: Yeah, so here's here's the weird part with lifetime value. Um, What what it stands for is the lifetime value of a customer, right? And where it always gets us is, well, you don't know what the lifetime, what what the lifetime is of your customer. It could be a year, it could be five, right? You you don't you don't know what that is, like and your customer is going to die at some point. Right. So it gets, it gets a little bit, a little bit weird. And so when you start to look at lifetime value um, and how to calculate it, it's like, how, how do I calculate that? Because I don't know what the lifetime is. And so you really have to come in and calculate it based on a certain time period that you decide. So if you have numbers for a year of your product, then you could calculate the lifetime value off of a year. Right. If you have five years worth of data, then you could calculate the lifetime value off of five years. If you have 10 years, then you could calculate the lifetime off of that. Right. And um, if you only have a few months, it's a little bit harder to, well, it's harder and easier because you could look at it and go, well, I've only had customers for a couple of months. So, so then I'm just, cap- I'm just calculating it off of the couple of months. Right. But it just, it gets a, a little bit weird. So when we look at lifetime value, Um, we can calculate that and we'll just make it easy and go, okay, let's calculate, um, all of the revenue that's come in for a year, right? So we can look at it and go, let's calculate all, all the revenue that's coming for a year. And then we can divide it by the amount of customers that, that we have. And then we can know what that number is, right? So we could look at it and go, uh, we have we have this much revenue. We have this many customers, And so the number that that comes out to is going to be the lifetime value of your customer. Right, Michael, you can, it it gets a little bit weird, right? Yeah,
1: it's a little hard, right? Because you have to calculate in that churn that Lexi was talking about. Mm -hmm. And as customers leave, it gets challenging. Sometimes you have a customer that buys for a full year. Maybe you have a recurring subscription they buy for a year. Sometimes you have a customer that just buys a couple of products, right? And maybe they buy your first course. And and so all of that has to average out. And if you have a recurring revenue model, uh that's built into your business so if you don't you probably should have one there are lots of ways to implement them but uh you have to kind of calculate that all in and uh with a little bit of help from somebody that's really great at uh understanding your books and understanding the numbers even if that's you if it, if you don't have somebody you you need right. to become that person because it's important and as you figure out that average that lifetime value average now we can say okay if I am going to bring in this much money lifetime, then how do I know how much I should spend? And this is this is crazy. Again, this is years of us messing with this and learning about it. You you then start to wonder how much can I spend? And sometimes people get this part confused because as we talked about earlier with the customer acquisition costs, we start to look at what break even sales are to attain that customer, the co- the acquisition of that customer. And sometimes people start to get this part confused because they they start to think, well, I can spend my lifetime value to get my customer, and that's not necessarily true. If you go out and spend your lifetime value on the customer, your business is probably going to die, right? So yeah, I mean,
0: say the 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 cost per month for somebody to be in is is ten bucks, right? And they're in for a year, and so now that's one hundred and twenty dollars. Well, you could look at it and go, "Oh, I could spend a hundred and twenty dollars to to get a customer in the door," um, but that's not that's not always the case because then you're not making any money, right? So we have to start to to change how we calculate.
1: Well, and sometimes there are industry trends, like for example, in the uh, SaaS industry, a twenty percent churn rate is uh where a lot of saas companies are trying to get to if your churn rate is above that in a saas company uh then you've got you got some work to do to lower your churn if it's below that most most saas companies are pretty excited about having a lower a lower than 20% churn rate but again it it, it also depends on your particular software in that particular example and or your particular product. I mean, you might have a really, really low churn rate based upon the type or model you have, maybe the cause or the, uh, or the thing that you're selling, right? Sometimes you're selling a cause and that cause maybe allows you to not have a super high churn rate. And this is important, right? Because as we figure out that LTV, the lifetime value, that allows us to understand better what we can spend for CAC. And so oftentimes it's looked at and you go, well, what can I, uh, what, what do I want to shoot for? And what we want to shoot for, we have some notes there on the screen. I can potentially make that it's okay. make it bigger. Oh, nope. I can't make that bigger. Uh, I'll just go back to that <laughs> so, much, so much, so much for my exciting. Oh, I think I just hit the wrong button. Here we go. Oh, now that covers it.
0: <laughs> I think it's fine. Michael, we can read it.
1: Okay. Well, we'll just, just go back to that um, someday if I can find it. There, <laughs> there
0: you go.
1: So the, the goal here is that we want to get our LTV to CAC ratio, right? So once you think of a ratio, we want our LTV to CAC ratio to be a three, to one ratio or better. If it's better, Merry Christmas. Okay. If you can get it to be better than that, that's really good. And what does that mean? That means that you. that's why there are three LTVs on this heart, by the way, uh, because we want a three to the one customer acquisition cost ratio so that we know that we are actually going to be profitable. This is a really big deal. We're looking to be profitable in our customer acquisition costs. And at first, we have to understand how much it is. Then we have to understand what our break even is to get that customer. And then we want to look at that and say, okay, that needs to be three to one. Okay. And if you can work your numbers and work your system, your solution into that three to one ratio, you're going to be profitable. You're going to be in a really great shape. Uh, I think that kind of covers it, right? Uh, we'll get into The next thing in a second. What else do you have to add about that three to one ratio, Lex?
0: Um, yeah. So when you're looking at the three to one ratio, what we're, what we're saying by that is that the LTV is three times the, the CAC, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. good. <laughs> Sometimes I get it even confused, right? And so I just want to make sure that, that I uh, say that right. But we want to make sure that that is three times the amount. So when you cal- calculate the ca- the CAC and you calculate the LTV, you want to make sure um, that that LTV, the lifetime value of your, your customer is three times the, the cost to acquire a customer because then you can look at it and go, okay, I'm, I'm making some money.
1: For sure. Now it gets really, it gets sweeter here. And you'll see the next note here is, is the PBP. That's our, our acronym here. And what that stands for in the business world, right? In the fancy old crazy business world is payback period and so we def- or we depicted that as the arrow going through the heart right it's the cupid's arrow we love having a payback period in fact if you are a business person you understand that there's some serious value in being able to get a credit card for your business right. now Be responsible when you use your credit cards. I've been there and done it wrong and you don't want to go there and you don't want to do it wrong. Okay. So be responsible. Make sure that you are, uh, you know, paying for the stuff that you, that you use on the credit. Don't, don't, uh, don't use it poorly. So how do we use it properly? Most credit cards that you can get will give you 30 day grace period to pay it back before you get tagged with interest. And so that means you have a payback period. In fact, you might even be able to take out a short-term loan, especially a lot of people that have businesses that buy supplies and products know this. You can take out a short-term loan to float the cost of your expenses or the product, supplies you need to build your thing, right? So a lot of product building businesses understand this very well. And that payback period allows you some time to earn that money back and pay for it before it actually costs you anything. Now, when we're talking about customer acquisition cost, this is where where it can get really supercharged. And that's why we made it an arrow going through the heart because you see uh, on the picture there, it's small, but there's Cupid up in the top corner shooting that arrow right through the heart because it is lovely. You'll fall in love with it in a heartbeat. See what I did there? And. (laughs) And you'll be able to use that payback period because if you have already calculated ahead of time what your customer acquisition cost is, now you can say, let me borrow some money to supercharge maybe, let's say it's advertising. Let's say you're doing a Facebook ad. There are lots of different ways to supercharge it through advertising or other methods, right? But just for this example, let's say you're going to do Facebook advertising, advertising campaign. And you're going to say, well, I already know that I can acquire a customer through Facebook for this cost. So now let me borrow that money, right? Now we use that payback period. And as long as we can bring in the amount of money to pay for those ads, we can keep doing that over and over again and continue to get customers for free and that right there that's where it gets supercharged if you can start to get break even on gaining customers and now you have a solid revenue model on the back end for your retention and ascension that's huge now this a lot of business owners entrepreneurs maybe you are guilty of thinking oh i have a break even funnel but you don't have uh, a good ascension model or any sort of uh, you know efforts to retain that customer and continue to sell them other things now you're going to be in trouble right because you're not actually earning money so clearly clearly the better you can get on that payback period and you notice the tip of the arrow says opm i love that because it's other people's money OPM is other people's money, right? And that's what you're using uh, to gain that payback period to be able to supercharge your customer acquisition. And that is literally the heart of your marketing. Now, there are, we're not saying that there's not tons of other things that go into marketing, but these three things are huge right? And you don't even have to use your uh, payback period. You could actually understand your customer acquisition costs. You could get really honed in on your LTV and you can start using your own money that you're earning from that to then put back into it, which is what most of the marketers are doing long-term, right? Because you don't always want to borrow the money. Although when you can, you might as well, because why use your Uh, cash flow. If you can use, uh, you know, the bank's cash flow or the car credit cards, cash flow or whatever, uh, then you might as well. Right. And that's, but you gotta be responsible with your credit cards. Okay. That's my dad talking. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt and, (laughs) and go figure out your payback period. Take a, take a loan that, that you can be responsible with, but, um, but that's it. That's payback period. And obviously that'll allow you to buy, uh, you know, more leads. And that's really what we're after, buying those leads, understanding what they cost us based upon uh, what we know we can do to generate a, a, a higher value for a customer. Now, long term, and we're not talking about this today, but long term, if you uh, don't know how to raise the value of your customer, well, that's talking a lot about Ascension and or retention on the back and
0: it's talking about the choreography of your your sales on the back end right what does that process look like what's the core product what's the supporting products um what are all of the other things that are going around the core of of what you have and and there's a lot of choreography that can go into the actual products that you have and choreographing that all so you can you can increase the lifetime value of your customer
1: Yeah, and it's a big, it's a big deal. And sometimes it's hard to figure out yourself because you're so close to it. What do they say? You can't see the forest through the trees. Right. right? Sometimes because you're the owner, it's really hard up close to see all this stuff and or to figure it out because of the lack of perspective. And that's where you bring people like us in if you needed to come in and help you to evaluate what is that LTV what is the customer right. acquisition cost and maybe you have somebody doing your books maybe it's a, a bookkeeper maybe they're not quite a CPA uh, you know that's that's right. that's their job maybe you don't have a CFO yet uh, you know, and, and you need some help to figure that out. Well, we're not saying we're accountants, but we are saying that we can help you figure it out and that, that you need to figure it out. These are numbers you need to know and you need to keep track on them and they need to be primary KPIs for you in your business. So we really want you to, to put some attention to that and, uh, and really use it to, to make a difference. This is really the heart of your marketing because this is where it all begins without without understanding this without knowing this it is very very difficult to scale and to grow and to do a lot of other things in your business and maybe even to exit you know you come in and somebody's looking at it if they're a sophisticated investor and looking to uh you know acquire your business they're going to want to know those things what is the lifetime value of your customer how much does it cost you to get a customer what are we going to have to do to maintain that or to make it grow? And that's what a lot of investors or people coming in to, to purchase a business that you have would want to know. So this really is the heart of it. This is where it all begins. It's not to say there aren't other numbers that are important. Obviously, there are. But this is a great place to start.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, I think that uh, covers our episode today. We're so grateful that you joined us for another episode of the Business Choreography Podcast. And if you like this and you found value in it, um, please share it, Uh, take a screenshot uh, and tag us in it and and share it with your friends and other business owners that may need help with getting through these numbers and understanding what is actually important, right? We've got the CAC, we've got the LTV, um, we've got that arrow happening And it's really important to understand all of those things. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Peace out. Bye-bye. The choreography your business is running can determine whether you can grow and scale to the next level.
1: It's so easy just to take business day by day, but that can leave you putting out fires and keep you from growing.
0: Find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact.
1: Schedule a growth strategy analysis call with us today.
0: Go to bizchoreo.com to book your time.